0: This event was recorded live at the 2017 Edinburgh International Book Festival. Good evening bit panto, sorry, but you know, I think keeping in the spirit. Um, I'm just going to remind you of a couple things. First of all, welcome to the Edinburgh International Book Festival. I'd just like to say thanks to our sponsors, Tangent Graphics. Um, I want to remind you, you all know this already, but make sure your phone's off because that'd be kind of embarrassing if it rang during a quiet bit. Um, And that's basically all I've got to say to you. So I think without any further ado, we're going to welcome our tremendous turn tonight, the fantastic Limmy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, Hello, everybody. I'm Lemmy, and I'm here tonight in Edinburgh to introduce to you my brand new book, my second book, a short stories called That's Your Lot. Fucking downer, there it? <laughs> but don't worry, it's no called that's your lot because it means anything like that's your lot, that's me, um, I'm not writing books anymore. Um name books, name your telly stuff, uh name any that's your lot. Don't worry, that's not the case, right? I'm no I'm not retiring or anything like that, right? I'm not going anywhere. I am here to stay. Alright. No, Thank you, bye So fuck. Who said that? A bit old school partner of you there. Um, but if you're wondering why it's called that, Your Lot, well, you can ask me later in the questions and answers segment of the show. But here in the first bit, I'm going to be reading you a couple of stories for the book. Now, this book's a wee bit more serious than the last book, than Daffy's stories. I've kind of disappeared up my arse a wee bit. Um, it happens, did not it? Um, but for the night of specialists selected, I've handpicked... A couple of kind of less serious sort of dafter stories, because we don't want anything too serious tonight, don't we? We're on a night out, aren't we? I want on a night out? Yes! Yeah. And do we want anything too serious? No! That's what I thought. So I'm going to read you a, a couple of stories, but... Um, but before I begin, I just want to do something that I've been doing on the book tour, and that is, I know a lot of you's only here just because you're into your books. Right, no offence, sorry, I don't like that. Um... Uh, it's probably cause you're maybe into some other stuff like uh, Lemmy's show or my Vines or my YouTube stuff. Um, I can imagine if you don't hear me day some of that the you know, some of the kind of characters and catchphrases, well, you might go away feeling a wee bit disappointed. You might go away and sort of like say to folk, um, I was at that uh, uh thing the on night. Any good? No, not really. <laughs> How no? Oh, I just thought he'd be doing the whole sort of, like, Dee Dee and Jacqueline McCaffrey thing and all that. Well, what was he doing? He's just reading that a fucking book. So, would you want to hear me do some of that? Yeah. Would you like to hear? Thank Requiem. Thank you very much. <laughs> the plasterer? Uh, I, 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 I'd say, though uh, <laughs> let me see it all. There's quite a few to pick, so let's see. I said, don't tell her the boss, but I'm the boss. <laughs> Thank you very much. Get off the race Okay. What? What? Party chant. Party Do you believe in Jesus? Thank okay. you. What's that? What's that? The yes! Thanks, though. And that I've never been asked to do that. it put me in the spot, I was up for it. Saturday night. What's that? That fucking accent. Oh, a wee bit dangerous staying out here, isn't it? Your behaviour last night was shocking, eh? Shocking. Sorry. <laughs> I said uh, five fulls anyway, it's not doing here. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone three years of my life to heroin. <laughs> now five years of my program is me getting his anthem. It. It's so no fucking funny. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few more. <laughs> uh, Falkenhoof. Oh, oh, yeah. Falkenhoof. <laughs> Who said it? Are uh, you? Yeah. I don't think it was. Maybe, I know. Hey, fucker, you can take I What's your name? James. What? Peter. Peter? Oh. Greetings, Peter. My name is Falkenhoof, and I will be your guide on your quest. Right, moan up. Give me a big round of applause. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not that kind of show. Relax. I'm just fucking reading out a book. Relax. This is an anxiety-friendly show, right? Just chill out. Chill out. Uh, one male maybe. What? A dildo and Thatcher's dead arse. I'm <laughs> Wanda we'll thank you very much, Shales. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So, um, so I'm going to read you a, a couple, that's it, party's over. Um, I'm going to read you a couple of stories for the book, uh, chat a wee bit about it, and then at the end we'll, have, we'll do QA, and then it's all finished about the there. Uh, signing in your books, and don't worry if you've not got a book on you. Because you've bought the audiobook. <laughs> I'll send your tickets, there'll be a photo opportunity, handshake, etc. So he's up for that? Yeah! Brilliant, good. Then let's begin with the. Fu- the fuck is that music, with? Let's begin with the first story, right, which is called Taxi And um, I got the idea for this story when I was uh, down in London once uh, for a meeting. Ooh. London for a meeting. Big shot, eh? Aye, what was your meeting about? Were you doing getting another one of your shitey sitcom ideas knocked back by the BBC, you fucking loser? Who said that? Aye. <laughs> Got to laugh, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> So there I was down in London getting on one of my shitey sitcom ideas, not back. And um, I got in this taxi, right, and it was the middle of summer. It was roasting, and I got in this taxi, and the, and the taxi driver said to his, "Lovely weather, isn't it?" I, I kind of did the I kind of did accent, sorry. He said, "Lovely weather, isn't it?" And I said, uh, "Aye, aye, it's roasting." And he said, uh, "Great day for a spot of sightseeing." Do you know what I mean? and he pointed to this lassie walking by wearing, like, shorts and a bikini top, something like that. And I thought, what's that all about? I don't mean being straight. I mean, what's that all about sharing that with me? What am I supposed to say in reply to that? And why? What's it all about? Where are we heading with this? Where could this lead? So I wrote this story to see where it could lead. And it's called Taxi Parter. Vinny was down in London for a few days. Down for Glasgow. It was lovely weather down in London. It always was. He'd been down before, and even when the weather wasn't that nice, like if it was cloudy or pissing down, it was always better than whatever it was up the road. Today, though, it was lovely. And all the Londoners were dressed for the occasion with their T-shirts and shorts and bare legs. When Vinny got in a taxi, it was one of the first things the taxi driver mentioned. Lovely weather, isn't it? said the driver. Aye, said Vinny. It's roasting. (laughs) The driver smiled at Vinny in the mirror. You from Scotland, yeah? Aye, just in for the day. Down for a spot of sightseeing? asked the driver. Aye, said Vinny. But that wasn't the truth. He didn't want to talk about it because he knew he'd come across as stupid. He wasn't down for a spot of sightseeing. He was actually down for a concert. But he'd made an asset. He was supposed to be seeing Art Garfunkel. There was only one UK date on his world tour, and that was London, the night. Or so he had thought. But it turned out, it was last night. <laughs> not only that, there was one in Glasgow last Wednesday. <laughs> oh... He loved Darth Garfunkel. Really, what a talented singer and songwriter. <laughs> then he couldn't wait to see him live, but that just wouldn't be happening. No the night anyway. It didn't piss him off, though. He was used to it. He was used to things like this happening. But he couldn't laugh at half either, and he didn't want to go into it all with the driver. So when the driver asked him if he was doing for some sightseeing, he just said, Aye. The driver nodded and started driving. Looking out the window to the side. He wasn't looking at other motors though. He was looking at the people on the pavement. And he'd turn his head all the way around to look at some of them. And what a day for it, said the driver, looking at the people going by. Do you know what I mean? I, said Vinny. He thought he knew what the driver meant. But then the driver gave him a look in the mirror that made Vinny think that he didn't know. Vinny asked for. Sightseeing? Yeah, said the driver, if you know what I mean. Vinny didn't know what he meant. <laughs> and it must have shown because the driver looked at him again and said, the women. Vinny got it now. "All right, <laughs> oh, right, right, aye, said Vinny. The, the lasses, the, uh, the women, aye. What the driver meant was the women. What he meant was Because it was a nice day, because it was lovely and warm, women were wearing less clays. Instead of getting all wrapped up in big coats and pairs of tights, they were uh, stripping down to keep cool. They were out on their bare legs or wearing thin clays that let you see their bodies. (laughs) Finny got it. (laughs) He looked out the window at them and after a while, he started getting hard. He was going to cover it up. He reached out for his bag, which was lying next to him on the back seat. He was going to pick it up and cover his bulge, but then he realised that it didn't matter when he thought about it. He left his bag where it was because when he actually thought about it, it was all right when he thought about what the driver said. He'd said it was a good day for sightseeing, a good day to look at women, to look at them and get turned on by them. He wanted Vinnie to know that he fancied women, and he wanted to know if Vinnie fancied women as well. And the driver would like it if Vinnie did, for some reason. (laughs) Vinnie didn't know why the driver wanted any of that, but it didn't matter. Vinnie was fine with it because he fancied women as well. (laughs) Look, said Vinnie. The driver looked out the window to the side to see who, what Lassie Vinnie was talking about. Who? Oh, said the driver, looking at Vinnie in the mirror, then he looked at the side window again. No, said Vinnie, look here. <laughs> the driver looked in the mirror down to where Vinnie's horns were and saw that Vinnie had a hard-on. It was bulging underneath his tracksuit bottoms. Vinny saw the look on the driver's face and it was like the driver didn't know what Vinny was meaning. Vinny thought that maybe the driver just thought his tracky bottoms were baggy. Then he was looking at just a big baggy bit raised in the air. So Vinny pulled the tracky leg tight to show the shape he's hard on so that the driver knew what it was and what Vinny was talking about. But the driver still had that same look. The driver even turned his head around to see it with his own eyes, in case he couldn't see it properly in the mirror. But he still had that same look. Then smiled at him. <laughs> but the driver looked away and, and didn't say anything. What, what had happened? Why did the driver act funny when Vinny showed him his hard-on? <laughs> or oh, was, he, was he gay? No, maybe that was it. Maybe the driver was then that thing that people do in taxis. The thing where the driver and the passenger say things that they're not really interested in. Like when you ask the driver what time he started and what time he finishes, or when the driver asks you, if that's shown your way home now after a night out? you know, taxi parter. <laughs> Vinny had seen that being talked about on a stand-up comedy thing on the telly. Maybe the driver was just pretending to be into women, because that's just what you do. Vinny sometimes pretended to be into football. If the driver had football on the radio, he'd ask the driver who was playing and what the score was, even though he didn't really care. It's just taxi partner. It's just people pretending. But the driver got caught out. <laughs> he fucked it up. Vinny <laughs> sympathised. Because he himself knew all about fucking things up. Just look at how he fucked up going to the concert. Coming all the way down here when he could have went to the concert back up the road in Glasgow. He looked at the driver and he could see that the guy looked ashamed. He felt for him. So he decided to change his subject. He leaned forward and... Put his horn in the driver's shoulder to let him know it was all right. Do you like Art Garfunkel? Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. And if you want to know what I said to that taxi driver, the real one that the story's based on, I just say to him, I say to him, um, what I say any of these drivers or any guy that comes out with any, like sexist or racist or like, sectarian or any kind of bigoted thing, I just say to him, hi. <laughs> fuck it. You've got, you're going to be out there in 10 minutes. Fuck it. It's not <laughs> worth it, man. You're not going to change them. Just get the fuck out of there, man. Let somebody else deal with it. Um, the last story, this, the other story here, um, is dedicated uh, to a few people in the audience tonight. Has anybody in the audience got a when? Anybody got a wee boy, wee lassie? There oh, well, right? I've got a wee boy, and you want to make them proud of you, don't you? You want to make them proud of you, I know I dey. Well, this story's for us. It's for anybody who's got a when, or anybody who's ever been a wen <laughs> I'm sure we've got a few in the night. And it's called Pavement. <laughs> George had a baby, a wee baby boy called Sam. And he wanted to make his son proud, proud of his old da. You couldn't really make a baby feel proud of you, but George was thinking more about the future. He wanted Sam to look back when he was older and think, I'm so proud of my da. He was there for me and cared about me. That man there is my da. George was out one day with Sam, pushing him in his pram, and he was thinking about all that, all that stuff about making his son proud. He was looking at his son's face, looking back at him in the pram. Sam would look at George, and then the sky and the people walking past. George wondered if Sam would ever remember all this, how much George was there for him. Probably no. That was a shame. Watch yourself, pal, said somebody. George stopped and he saw a few workies looking at him. George had been walking on the pavement and just a few feet in front of him was a new bit of pavement. The workies had been laying some fresh concrete and it was still wet. The workie wanted to stop George before he went to air it and left a mark. Thanks, said George. George had seen what happens when somebody went to air wet concrete. You see it all around if you look for it. Walk around and you'll see bits of pavement with footsteps in them or wheels for prams or bikes or some other mark made by people who didn't look where they were going. Sometimes it was deliberate though. Sometimes people wrote their name in it. George remembered that somebody had written their nickname outside the Chippy where he grew up. It'd been there for as long as he could remember. It's probably still there. Probably always would be. How was that for something to tell the Grand Wains? Oh. And that got George thinking. George watched the workies finish their work. He pretended to talk to Sam as an excuse for hanging about. Eventually, some of them left on their council workie van and some of them headed into a cafe nearby for their lunch. George walked out to the edge of the wet concrete and crouched down like he was going to fetch something for the wee bag at the bottom of the pram. Then he reached out of the concrete and began to write, "Sam." As he made the letter S, he thought about Sam in the future, coming to this very spot with George. George would tell him that he wrote it there. And Sam would know that his old dad was mad about him, even back then. He'd know that when he was a baby, his dad was there for him and thinking about him. He'd bring his mates and point to the writing and say, that there was my da. Just as George was beginning the letter A, A workie came out the cafe and asked George just what the hell he thought he was doing. George said he was doing nothing. It was no use lying though, he'd been caught red handed. Ask you what the fuck you think you're doing, said the workie. George tried to turn the tables by making a big deal about the workie swearing. He stood up and said, Here, don't you fucking swear in front of my way, you. What's your name? You're getting reported. Fuck your Wayne, said the workie then he pointed at the writing. I'm going to have to lay that again. George couldn't believe his ears. He charged out of the workie right out of the concrete and started shouting. What did you say? Fuck my no fucking way, in, aye. Fuck my no fucking. The workie chinned him. George punched him back and the two of them fell onto the wet concrete. The workie was much bigger and held George's face down. Then he shouted for his workie mates to phone the police. The police eventually came and tried to take George away. But they couldn't. <laughs> Their work had been hoarding George's face in the concrete until the police turned up, knew the concrete was dry and rock solid, and the left side of George's face was stuck. The police tried to talk to George to calm him down, to tell him that they'd get him out, but he booted him away. He was fucking livid about how he was being treated as a criminal. The police told him to go and fuck himself then. <laughs> and they left him there. Then they took Sam back to his ma. The next day, Sam and his ma came to visit George. To give him something to eat and drink, but mostly to tell him that he was a dummy. George didn't want Sam seeing him like that. And he didn't want to be told that he was a dummy, so he told her to fuck off. So she did. She came back a few days later, then a few weeks later, and she never came back at all. George watched the years go by for doing there on the pavement. As people offered him the leftovers for their kebabs or a drink for their half-finished bottles of beer. Somebody would sometimes put their jacket in him to keep him warm, but by the time he woke up the next morning, it had been stolen. About ten years later, George saw Sam go by with his schoolmates. One of his mates pointed at George and said, That's your da. And Sam laughed. Sam didn't know it really actually was his da. And neither did his mate. His mate just said it in the way that a person might point at a tramp and say, Oh, look, there's your da. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Sometimes when I write a story, um, I've got these wee thoughts in the back of my mind, these wee worries that are nothing to do with the story, but they end up in the story, and I only realise it later. Um, That happened with that story. A couple of worries ended up in that story. One of them is, um, you know how the story ends with kind of homeless white it? Yeah? Well, I sometimes worry that one day I'm going to be homeless. I just think, like, what if this all dries up? Like, what if, what if I say something bang of order on Twitter? <laughs> and then you the years would be seen fucking detail. What if this all dries up? What if this all fucking dries up? What if that dries up? How the fuck am I going to pay the mortgage? Go back to having a fucking real job? Fuck that, man. <laughs> rather fucking hang myself. I would. But the other worry that ended up in it is um, it's about my son. And I just sometimes worry that when he grows up and when he looks back at some of the things that I've made and some of the things that I've done, will he be proud of me? Or will he be ashamed of me? I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, Ashamed? Why would he be ashamed of you, Lemmy? You're brilliant. I wish you were mad Why would he be ashamed of you? It's the cock pictures. It's the cock pictures. I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, if you're familiar with my work. Um, But I sometimes like to post pictures where it looks like I've got my cock out. Sometimes use this fake cock that I used in one of my live shows, but I've still got my clays off, you can see my pubes and everything. Sometimes post videos where it looks like I'm having a wank, like... <laughs> and it's all a matter of time before some other boy comes up to him in primary school with a phone and goes like that. That's your dad. Your dad's mental check is stay. That's his dad. You know, like, I made a picture of me once in Photoshop where there's, like, six of me in a bedroom <laughs> and I've got my clays off and I look like I'm shagging my arse. <laughs> That's your die That's his dad. That's mental. I think, fucking hell. What am I going to do when that day comes? What am I going to do? And I just think, well, all I can do is just say, like, I- I'm sorry, right? A lot of these things I made before you were born and... Um, I never thought I'd be a dad I'd have a way to like, embarrass and show up. And some of the things I did after you were born, I just never looked ahead and thought that you would get picked on in school or you would get judged for some of the things that I've done. Listen, I'll, I'll delete them, all right? I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry. And then I think, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, no, don't back down. Double down. <laughs> What's that, you your pals say I'm mental aye, your pals say I'm mental. I'm fucking mental, I'm mental. But dad, in that, in that picture, they, my pals they can see your bum, is that your pals there, that's my fucking bum. That's my fucking bum, I don't give a fuck boys, I'm fucking mental. But dad, you know, in, in that video it looks like you got your willy and I know it's not a real one, but that's my fucking real one boys. Walk right into that fucking playground, like, ah, that's my fucking real man, boys. Fucking mental man. Fucking spunk where the hopscotch scotch like. That. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mental boys. <laughs> but no, but you're my dad. You're not supposed to do that. You're my dad. I'm not your dad. I'm me, man. I'm me, I'm my in man, and I'm fucking mental. And his pals will be like, yeah, hey, it's not, that's fucking mental. It's dad's brilliant. And he'll be like, my dad's fucking mental, when My dad's cool as fuck. And I'll just be like, mental, mental, mental. And uh, hopefully that fucking works. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you very much for listening to my couple of stories. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> um, so now um, we'll have the, the Q&A. Um, if you've got a question, uh, any question to, to stupid or serious or about uh, the book or anything else, just stick up your horn like it's question time and I'll point you out. And the first question goes to you right there. You can shout out if you want. Know, right, fuck, wait for the oh, mic. bothers <laughs> <laughs> me. All right, oh, let me, I'm hello. Mark. I'm from uh, Cumbernauld. Oh, hello, what's it called? So i uh, just wondering... Oh, hiya. Uh, <laughs> so i just wondering, tonight I'm in my tangent, just sponsoring this gig. Oh, hello. Right, so i just wonder if you might go to PAPS. When we finished, Beach, sitting in the hotel room, eating chocolate, having a wank, whatever you've got to do after it. Do you know, I, I, I didn't hear, what, there was a word there that I didn't hear, right. and I think it was really important. Right. And so, it's like, it, it sounded like park or something. And Pops. I paps, Pops. Paps. Right? Paps. Pops. Pops. Oh, popped. Oh, all right. Papa Docks, the nightclub. Oh, all oh, oh, right. Because right. I didn't hear that, I thought I'll be able to work it right. Because I sometimes sorry, miss work. I, was, I, was I was thought I'll, I'll, I'll be able to work it. I'll stitch it all together right. later. And <laughs> <laughs> have I ever been to Papa No. Do you want to go tonight? The night. Aye. Is it still open? Aye. It's still there. Uh No. No. Are you what? Are you joking? Matt, <laughs> my, my girlfriend oh. used to go to Papa She's very comfortable. that's what I'm um, Is it? Is it? It's still. It depends what you're really looking for. I want to be shite when we go there. No mate, exactly. That's why I was asking. Uh, no. no thanks. Uh, <laughs> joking. I'm you teetot. You see, I can't kind of be around alcohol. eckies That's no I. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Equis. I've actually got. <laughs> just a cheeky wee off. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, fuck it <laughs> all. Right, let's uh, go. I'll see you after the gig. You like well. right Cheers. yes, magic. Yes. Um, Everybody eh? Everybody <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, we're only gonna say a horn up some' Don't be shy. Yep. Your... What is why is it called that lot? Um it's a kind of boring answer and I always hope that nobody ever asks. Um <laughs> It's cause um see the this like Daffy stories, it had sort of it's was kind of punchlining and things like that. And um Wait, I see, between reading Daffy's stories and writing this, I read this uh, this author called Raymond Carver. Uh, and you've heard them? Yeah. All right. Um, and I liked how these stories just sort of, that was it. They just sort of ended like that. And there was the big punchlines or anything like that. And I started getting into stuff like that and a lot of the stories on the, having to go at this big twist or stuff like that. And I kind of like that, kind of, that's it. It's the end of the story. That's your lot. Plus, it's kind of miserable, some of the stories. And I kind of like the... For fuck's sake <laughs> Can we switch out, can we turn the dun or something? Quite it's something it's a bit miserable, a bit of life, and I'm just like kinda of like that's your lot in life. Something like that. I'm glad it was the sort of uh, the boring sort of answer thing that got ruined by, the, by this, hopefully that'll go off them. Uh, thanks a lot. Don't be don't be don't be scared. <laughs> Thank you, Lumi. That was lovely. Thanks a lot. Sure. As you were writing your second book, did you have any ideas for your third book? I will I'm maybe going to be writing an autobiography. Um, I was thinking about writing a novel, but um, might be doing that, um, and hopefully it's interesting enough that people don't well people get it. But um, I was thinking about a novel, but I keep thinking I can't I, I can imagine writing a novel and then ten thousand words into like seventy thousand words getting a bit into it and going. I don't give a fuck about anybody in this fucking book. Any book I read, I'm like reading a Stephen King one right now, End of Watch, and I'm about halfway through it, and I'm like, is that only fucking halfway? It's not even that long, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I feel like writing a novel and then getting, getting people interested in all the characters, and then me losing interest and just going, eh, like halfway into the book. Anyway, forget about them, My story isn't about them. You know that sort of thing where if you're getting directions... Right, you know how like there's that garage round there and then you take a second to write and then there's a big church where it's near well near there, <laughs> so... That kind of thing, just... I'll write a, a book and then get to the end and go oh, anyway, so everybody dies, something like that. But I'd like to write a novel one day, but I don't know if I could. Something like The Catcher in the Rye, where I just fucking ramble like fuck. I'd like something like that, would come easy to me. But maybe an autobiography and I'll tell you the story of my, my life. And use the night Use will be in it. <laughs> Look out for your names. you all be there. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry. No, you go. sorry, who? What? Oh, you, I, I saw your horn and you, you, you go, sorry. I would like to have done a sitcom. Um, <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I've got about four, four fucking sitcom uh, ideas not back. One of them that was that London one, and um, Falconhoof got knocked back, and I think I was fucking here on this stage two years ago moaning about the exact, exact same fucking thing about Falkenhuf. Every year I come back and go like that. Aye, Falconhoof got knocked back, did you hear? I'd like, um, I'd like to do a horror film, or I'd like to do something like that. Good night, ideas that you had for uh, the um, that, Well, one of them was like Falkenhuf, and I kind of... Uh, I know, I'm sorry, fucking... Okay. <laughs> shut up about fucking ho- fuck. if- <laughs> one of them was like there's this pub and these four different types of people sort of run into the pub it's like first, in the mo- uh, first thing in the morning and they all go in and they're for different walks of life and you find out how they all got there and they're all talking to each other and that looked like it was going well going well going well and then the commissioner who I think was going to go ahead with it, fucked off for the BBC to Channel 4 or oh, it was the other way around and then this new person came in and said nah not any. I said like, oh for fuck's sake um, so I maybe like if I did a comedy film, I'd like something like um, uh, Monty Python Quest for the Holy Grail, something where it's just fucking stupid and that ending, that fucking end. I won't, I wanna spoil it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd like, I'd like to be a horror film. There's not enough good fucking horrors anymore. That like seventies fucking horror. Wait like a um Thank you. <laughs> you. know, it's myself fucking rambling there. Yep. Best bit I've read recently, maybe uh, the catcher in the eye. I know that some of you, you book-loving people be like, oh, fucking hell, you just, we all read that in school. But only read that for the first time a couple of years ago. And I'm not much a reader, that's how a recent book to me is two years ago. And I read that and I was like, this is fucking magic. And I, I, I loved it and, you know, it just makes you want to go out and fucking kill a beetle, isn't it? <laughs> no. Um, I read it, the guy who killed John Lennon had it on him. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought, I, I loved it, I, I loved it. I thought, this is one of the best books I've ever fucking read. This is right up my fucking street. And then you go into that website, goodreads.com, it's all these people reviewing books, just normal folk reviewing books. And it's like 3.5 out of 5. And I'm like, this is the best fucking book I've read, and it's that, you've got no chance. So what's the point in writing a fucking novel if you're going to have these fucking assholes? <laughs> You know, you're like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever done. 3.5. <laughs> um, uh, the catcher in the eye. I really, I love that, love that. Um, yep. Out of all the characters you come up with, what's your favourite, favourite? Um, By the way, my girlfriend it was at uh, one of my shows once, and she said I've got one wee criticism, and that is when people say a question, you're going to have to repeat the question because the rest of the folk can't hear. Aye, so I have to sort of repeat questions in that way that... Um, you know I, sorry I heard you don't worry but you know that way like uh, in a like a soap opera they, they, they go like that what's that like they're on the phone what's that you you, you think it's felled in the well and you want us to come <laughs> that so I have to say uh, so you're asking me like what's my favourite uh, sketch show character that I've done and what's my least favourite <laughs> right um, <laughs> my favourite's uh, maybe Dee Dee yeah. cause sort of based on me in a way and the sort of shite that would go through my head like the, the, like the teletext start spotting something in the teletext or spotting something in an advert for a 12 CD fucking compilation at three in the morning and that's a true fucking story if you've seen that sketch that's a true story the Jan Hammer thing didn't match up with the fucking music video I spotted that one night and plus my, it's my favourite to play because I just lie on the couch and they fuck all like Dee Dee and my least favorite is maybe um oh fuck which your? you've got a least favorite Oh <laughs> My least favorite what TV cycle. What? The TV no. Oh you don't like you don't like Raymond Day? Huh? <laughs> um now, I, like, I like Raymond Day, but somewhere I look back and go, there was one thing I did where, um, you know, i done She's Turned the Wains Against us, and then I did this thing in the third series where it's like a guy going, oh, yeah, with, with a lassie, sort of formal, you did it with him, how, will you, how come you want to do it with me? <laughs> and he slap, uh, she slaps his face and walks away, and I thought, oh, that was just a fucking piss poor attempt today, I can She's Turned the Wains Against us. Shameful, nobody said a thing about it. Uh, so let's say him. That's the, he's the, he's the problem. Who? Exactly. It's a lucky shit. Thanks. Um uh, yep. uh, what plans have we got for the crowdfunding episodes that you're doing? Oh what plans for Patreon? The Patreon thing? Yes. Don't worry, I, honestly I have not uh, paid you money to say that and I know. <laughs> so just come on and ask yeah, about I the Patreon thing. It, so. uh, the pay oh you haven't gave any money? No. There you go. So so you need to make up uh, for the for the lack of money there. <laughs> There's this, uh, I'm doing this homemade kind of sketch show thing that was, was going to be on the BBC. What happened was about, back in March, I was talking to the BBC about, um, can you just hear me all right out that? Just, I, I, I was talking to the BBC about an idea for a sketch show, but it's all homemade, you know, like my Dildo and Thatcher's Dead Arse and like Requiem and all these sort of things. All the homemade camcorder stuff, but it's on the telly. You know, like, um, I just, it's obvious I'm doing it all myself, but it's on the telly. And you and Angus at the BBC said, definitely into that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And then, like, that's been, like, six months now, and I've had, like, about three emails. Um, No, I mean, it's been fine. They've been really busy and all that, but... And I'm like... uh, (laughs) No, I'm sure that I heard, no, they're dead enthusiastic about it. They definitely want to go ahead and everything. But I thought, that's been... That's taken ages. And I'm like, this could potentially take, like, another six months. I'm just ready to go. Because they said, you need a finance person, you need a, kind of, accounts person, you need a legal person. Or this paperwork stuff, just for the BBC. And that's taken a while. And, all oh, this sort of, kind of... I'm like, fuck it. I'll just date myself. So I thought, I'll date it with Patriot, and I'll date on YouTube, and people can chuck his money. If they want. Because <laughs> there's been so much free content over the years. Um... <laughs> But it'll be on YouTube anyway. But, um, see, recently I found that Ewan Angus, the commissioner who commissioned it, has been there for years, has left. Just the other day, he left. I thought, that, that was going to be another fucking knockback. That was going to be like what happened to me that other sitcom thing where I'm just ready to go ahead and, and then he's off and then this new commissioner comes in and goes like, I don't like you. <laughs> um, so maybe it's just as well that I'm doing it, but maybe it'll be in the BBC later. I don't know, see how it goes, but... Um, so it'll be like homemade sketches and that that kind of thing. Oh there you got a survivor. Uh, checks the post. <laughs> Thanks a lot for asking. Um, I bet I'll go up the back. So, anybody out uh, there? Aye, yep. Yeah. A cap. Uh, are you going to make any more music, or release like a techno album anytime soon? I'd like to make more music. I, th- I kind of I, th- I felt like I sort of hit my peak with the Turkish Delight. <laughs> da 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 da. That, that went done really well, and I thought, how do I fucking top that? You get that sort of thing where you think you've done really well, and you go, the next one, people are going to go, eh, it's all right, but it's not as good as that last one. It's kind of equivalent of people going like day that. Day that funny face you did at that party two years ago. What one? Is it this one? No, the fucking face. Is it that one? No, forget it. It's fucking shit. So you're kind of scared today, some case people are saying, no, it's not as good as the last one. But it looks like Sound SoundCloud that I put it on is going to go bust or get shut down or something. But There'll be other places to put it, but have you got any techno version requests? <laughs> Pad out the show by 10 minutes. We're going like, out. Oh, just wait. Please be patient. Don't rush a guy. You tell me later, right? The book's signing, right? Uh, anybody up the back? Uh, yep. Yeah. No, I don't think I'll be doing any more stuff with Charlie Brooker for a while. Uh, the reason being, I think I burnt my bridges. <laughs> because, see, when I was writing daft stories, stories, um, that had to get uh, finished by something like December uh, uh, like 2005 or something, right? And during that year, while I was writing it, the producer got in touch and said, you up for doing more weekly wipe stuff, because we've got end-of-year wipe, we've got... Weekly Wipe, which starts in the January after it. And then we've got General Election Wipe, which starts later on that next year. I said, I'm up for the whole lot of it, definitely. And then as the year went on, um, it got to like October, and I'm like, I still no fucking know finish the book. And they got in touch and said, so, um, so what ideas? You got your stuff already for the end of the year wipe? I said, I- I've no, I- 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 it's all right if I don't do it, because I'm really busy with this book. But I'll be able to do Weekly Wipe, which is like, I don't have to do it until January. They went, that's fine, that's fine. I wish you would have told us, but that's fine. And then it got to something like December, or even no, fucking November, and I still not finished the book. And they got in touch and says, "What about weekly? White, You got your stuff ready." I said, "But I thought it's January." Aye, it needs to get finished before January though. Oh fuck, aye. I says, I- I- "I'm really sorry. Um, I haven't got that either." Now it's like taking up like two minutes of the fucking show that they've got penciled in, and I'm just like that at the last minute. No. Nah. <laughs> I said, uh, and I says, "I mean, I, I don't know. I probably." I- I- Take it, you won't want me for general election, waiting. They didn't even get back to me. They didn't even get back to say, You're a fucking letdown. They must have just went like that. What should we say in reply? Because I'm really pissed off. Fuck them. Don't even reply. Fuck them. Guys are deadbeat. So um, they didn't even reply. Um, So no, but I have tweeted them since. Gone like that, you know, that Black Mirror episode. I really liked it. And I wasn't lying. I fucking love it. Um, And he's like, Oh, thanks, and everything. I'm like, Right, good. We're all right alright, maybe five years from now let me write an episode of Black Mirror or something like that but aye, <laughs> maybe I mean, you're laughing but he did actually ask me to write an episode before Black Mirror happened um, before he actually made it he said, would you be interested in contributing to this thing I'm doing, like a kind of Twilight zone thing and I gave him this idea and he said, that's ah, not really what we're looking for now <laughs> see, now the what you know a Black Mirror which is this sort of like yeah, that could actually happen you know, that could actually happen that kind of thing my thing I didn't know it was going to be like that so mine was a shite fucking idea like right uh, like set the future and there's this uh, all crime is like death penalty type of thing but there's this one Rambo knife <laughs> and anybody who's got it is allowed to do anything they want with it. <laughs> and all the gangsters are wanting it and all that but this uh, wee guy just sort of stumbles upon it because it falls out the back of a lorry and he, he's like in charge and all that no, nah, it's not really what we're, what we're after. Maybe, maybe like when they will run out of ideas, maybe five years from now he'll, he'll get his back. Let's get get back on for a, Get get back in for that Rambo knife idea. That was a cracker. Um. Uh, yep. Have you ever sent a tweet and thought like, "Oh, that, that's too much"? I have sent a tweet and I have thought that's too much. Um, what happened was I like to tweet. I like to do uh, my kind of charity do tweeting, you know, or somebody dies. Um, thing I met, uh, thing at a charity do and all that, uh, doing it to earth and very funny. Uh, I did it with Ian Brady. Um, now I wouldn't have done it, right? i anybody that dies, that like Amy Winehouse, whoever it is, right? But I was in Newcastle doing my book tour, right? And um, I, I saw that he was uh, fucking, you know, ready to die. And then some people were saying, "Oh, you do not going to do the charity do? Tweet, you're to do the charity? Do? What I do By the way, is a tweet that oh, I met that person or real, a charity do once, they so were really doing it to earth and very funny." right, no matter who it is, right, never met them, and, and then between me the actually doing the actual thing, and then the book signing, he died, or the news came out, and people were saying it, the fucking book, book signing, Are you gotta do it, Are you gotta do it, I'm like, Ian Brady, I mean, for fuck's sake, you know, child fucking killer, you know, I've got away, and no, 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 ah, oh, you gotta fucking date, you gotta, people on Twitter going, like, ah, right, we're all waiting for it, tweeting me, we're all waiting for it, I thought, ah, oh, fuck it, you've got to, did it, people go like, "Ooh!" (laughs) they're going like, no, no, that's too far, if you fucking knew what he did and all that, I'm like, um, deleted it, and uh, people go like, don't worry, I've saved a screenshot for you, and you look about for the people, the people who were in the queue at Newcastle, are they there to back you up? Vanished. The people there who are golden, you go, date, 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 where are they? Nowhere to be seen. The be fucking devil on your shoulder going like, date, where is he? Fucking, he's off. Um, that uh, I, I thought I'd better know, but uh, aye, that. That's him. That'll be him. My favourite comedians are, I like kind of quite mainstream stuff. I used to love, uh, uh, like, The Office, the original Office, I, like, I, like, I used to love the Harry Hill show, when I was on the tail, you know, with the Badger Parade and all that carry on. Um, I love just normal stand-ups, like Lee Evans. Just, you know, it's sort of thing that's no really clever don't like He's just talking about, oh, you can't find your motor in the car park? And I'm fucking pissing myself because he's, <laughs> he's dead in the face and he's fucking dripping with sweat. Um, I like kind of not dead uh, normal stuff, but most are just, like, funny things happening in real life. Yeah, things that are not meant to be funny or sick things or uh, (laughs) tragedies, (laughs) etc. It's my way of coping. Yep. Did you ever do stand up again? uh, just kind of normal stand up. I never really did normal stand up. I did, I did like a kind of a day sketches and a day characters and sometimes show a video, but I've never done like. Me and a mic, and I'm going like that. So what's it that? What's that all about? Uh, you go into a public toilet and there's no toilet paper there. What's the deal with it? Uh, I've never never done that, but I, I quite fancy it. Especially after um, the Lemmy show live uh, cost five grand just for the, the lights uh, in London. I just think maybe one spotlight and a mic and that'll do me. Um, but I'd be, i have be into doing it, but I don't know if I'd be able to fucking last a whole fucking 90 minutes so uh, Gone like, ah, oh, fucking, have never noticed how this happens. And I might do it. I would you, would you come? <laughs> Thanks, I will come and then we'll see if it's shite or not. Right? <laughs> uh, yep. Are you any update on the progress of the painting of the Victoria Park fence? Oh, the Victoria Park fence that I, that I did in, in weekly wipe and said these need to get painted, they got fucking painted. They did paint it, it was all green before, not crumbly. And, because and I did it in weekly wipe, I just thought I'd make it a wee running joke. And no long after that, just a few months after it, um, they started painting it. And it was all the wee, you know, the, the, the kind of, people have got into trouble. You know, they've got the, you know, community payback thing, they've got the thing, and they, they were all like that. Painting it, and I was like, yes, I did that man. I'm, like, I'm doing my bit to make society better. I like to think there was something to do with my video. And they would have maybe got today something quite easy, like uh, like blowing leaves or something. But I got them then the paint of the fucking fence, every last fucking bar <laughs> around that gigantic park. So damn a wee bit to you know, the boys' lives around, you know. <laughs> uh, yep. Have, you have I seen Fern Brady yet? No, no, yet. Um, I'm going to go and see him next weekend. Um, she tweeted me she says come on to my show and I says "I definitely Um, what's that? Mrs who? oh who's that? oh I can't I'm the Red Viz for fucking ages I'll check it out I'll check it out Uh, but I'll see I'll be hanging about with her next week probably and I'll give my regards Uh, yep I've ever seen any, movie, you see any shows. here? Ah, uh, it's just me through here. And right. um, uh, next week, I like to just sort of have. Uh, I like to just see when I was on that book tour uh, like uh, about a month ago, it was really good just not being a dad for a while. I mean, I like being a dad, but it's really good getting back to the old days. I just then fuck all. <laughs> um, brilliant, brilliant. You're more yourself, you fucking magic. I, I would just uh, like, I went to Sheffield and I had a whole day to, like, I, I never had a show that night. I had a whole day to just go about in Sheffield. I spent the whole fucking day, like, 24 hours in the hotel room. Travelodge, just sort of watching, like, film four, uh, eating chocolates and shit like that. It was fucking magic. <laughs> um, so, taking my stuff, it'd sort of be a hassle. I prefer, kind of, no being there. And then... <laughs> Then he'll grow up his character building because he'll go, ah, You know, my, my father was never there, and I suppose I'm writing all these books and making all these films to talk about his absence. <laughs> so I'm sort of inspiring him. <laughs> no, we, no, we, no, I'm a good dad, we play Minecraft together quite a lot, and he, he likes to watch me playing Overwatch. Daniel, get away from the fucking telly! <laughs> no, I don't swear at him, but they say, Daniel, get, get away. F-. He jumps in front of the telly when I'm playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I've, no, been, uh, I've not been, I have taken him to see anything. Uh yeah. Um, did Jacqueline have a happy ending with chocolate chips? She did tell I think she would uh, well she didn't even have a happy ending with her chocolate chokes chocolate, chocolate chokes, chokes. <laughs> uh, people um no I think I think that was it. I think she had her unhappy ending and then moved on oh. to like a, a new thing. uh remember see uh, there's kind of inconsistencies in the with Jacqueline's story. Sorry, Jacqueline's narrative. <laughs> Because I've got her uh, getting married in the third series, and then for the Christmas special, uh, where, the fuck, where the fuck is he? Where is he? I just went, ah, fuck it. Um, oh, fuck it, Aye, she has a happy ending, fuck it. I've got, I have got the power to do that. She has a happy ending. Don't ask me what it is, I've no thought about it yet, but she has a happy ending. And if you, if you, uh, if you uh, watch the uh, Patreon thing, you'll find out. You won't won't You've only... It's just a really happy ending, yeah. Pure bullshitting, man. <laughs> like telling people, I hey, don't worry, but you, you, when you die, you go to heaven and heaven, it'll be all right. And <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> um, think, I, I think we've got another couple of minutes, is that right? We're all right? Uh, yep, you're up the back. How did D.D. In get into his predicament? Um, the same way that I got into my predicament that That's based on, like, see, uh, between leaving uni and starting work, which is about a year of sitting about doing fuck all, not that he went to uni, but I did, and uh, I was just sort of lying about doing fuck all, my head was just stewing, I wasn't smoking anything, I wasn't drinking a lot or anything like that, my head was just fucking going to pot, just melting. I was up to all fucking hours. There's that vampire sort of existence or uh, watching adverts at night and pointing out to pals, did you spot that thing? Did, did you see how a teletext thing? Did you see how the fucking... Um, that, my head just fucking melted. I mean, I remember once it got that bad, There was a, I had a schizo- like, kind of paranoid schizophrenic fucking episode. I'm sure it was. I was in my room, this wee kind of fucking dive. I was in this bedroom and there was this poster of the, uh, these uh, sunflowers, this forty. It wasn't like the Van Gogh thing. It was just like a forty, like sunflowers, and I was looking at it one day, and I just suddenly felt this fucking evil presence, for like fucking like a malevolent fucking. It means me harm. I was not, I hadn't just woke up. I wasn't on it, and I wasn't taking acid, nothing like that. I just felt this fucking feeling for it, like it means to do me fucking harm, and that. I don't know how long that would have lasted. Maybe just a second. But see, the fact I'd thought it, that scared the fuck out of me. And that bounced off the inside of my head, like a fucking echo. You know, like a fucking... I said, you're going mental. You're going mental. It's fucking terrifying. And and then eventually, after about a minute, it calmed down. I was like, that's it. You're going to get fucking sectioned. And something like that happened again, like, years later when I went travelling. I was looking at this uh, picture for a zoo that had all these monkeys and apes, there was like orangutans and chimps and all that, and there was something about the picture that freaked me out. I was looking at it and I just felt this fucking evil fear. Like a fucking like paranoid schizophrenic type of thing, from what my understanding it is. It was like a wee fucking glimpse so of Like, this doesn't make sense, but I'm fucking terrified. So, um, just sort of lying about then fuck all. I'm just that sort of cunt. Uh, maybe time for one, male. Yep. Is Yoker a hard place? Cause I it is. Is Yoker a hard place? <laughs> I don't... I, I'm not sure. I stay kind of near Joker now. When I, when I grew up... Um, the, 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 I got the idea for the sketch because I, I grew up on the south side of Glasgow. And I would go up the town, like, primary school age, sort of kick about. And I'd see the bus going past to Joker. I'm like, what the fuck is Joker? What, Where Where's that? <laughs> and... I've recently discovered what it's like and it's, it's no I don't think it's like a, a fancy place or a posh place but I don't think it's like a, a hard place I've went past it and it's real because <laughs> some people tweet me go I just fucking found out Yoko's real just went past in a train <laughs> um, it's just got like, it just no, it doesn't look particularly hard um, no way I tell unless you actually walk through at night going oh fucking come on now <laughs> but um, no I've went past it it's got, I think it has got a Yoker FC and it's got a Yoker church. Um, no, it doesn't seem that fucking hard. If anybody for Yokers, you know, want to, uh, want to challenge me on that, I'm fucking happy. I'm up for it. No, I don't think it's fucking hard. I stay next to I, I should, that. I should say, aye, It's really hard and I've got a lot of respect for it. Because I think this is getting recorded and this might get put out. So I've got a lot of respect for the people of Yoker. Maybe one, male, One wee short one. Navy's up to the challenge. Aye, there it is. How much the lighting cost? How much the lighting cost? Absolutely, it didn't cost me a fucking penny. (laughs) Yes. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very, very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Cheers. See you later. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thanks well, that's my book up. There, by the way. More podcasts and videos of Edinburgh International Book Festival events are available at www.edbookfest.co.uk on iTunes and YouTube. Just search for Ed book Fest. The next book festival is on from the 11th to the 27th of August 2018.